Hey everyone, it's Leslie Ludi, host of the Set Apart Girl podcast, biblical encouragement for women of all ages. Today I want to dive into something that I call consumer-driven Christianity and really look at this idea that so many of us get caught up in that we go to Christian events and we go to church to be specifically catered to. And I think we have such a tendency to always want to be entertained, to always want to be coddled, to always want to be catered to. And, you know, we live in this world that is very much, you know, put the customer first and whatever the customer wants, the customer gets. And we have this consumer-driven mentality, like if this doesn't completely meet with my expectations, then I have every right to complain and get frustrated and make a lot of noise about it until, you know, this bends to my desires. And when we take that mentality into our Christianity, it can lead to a lot of dangerous things. So I want to go into that a little bit more today. I was at a women's conference a few months ago where the worship was so showy and so loud. They actually gave out earplugs because they had such loud music at this conference. And really, I think the idea was, you know, unless we make this really loud and really exciting and really entertaining, we won't be able to get women to come to this conference. And that's something that Eric and I have faced many times as speakers. Oftentimes when we come and we just want to deliver truth and we visit a church or especially in the days when we were really speaking a lot to young people, we would have youth pastors and college age pastors say, you know, these young people will not sit through just plain speaking. We're going to have to bring in a rock concert. We're going to have to bring in a laser light show. We're going to have to bring in a lot of video. Just there's no way they're going to sit and just listen to biblical truth. And Eric and I found that as we did just speak hard-hitting biblical truth, we did see that they were riveted because so often the youth pastors, the pastors, or the other Christian leaders were throwing entertainment at these young people. And when they finally actually heard truth in its pure form, it, it really gripped them. So it kind of had the opposite effect than what people were thinking. I remember one event we went to and the youth pastor had scheduled like a, an hour-long worship slash rock concert in the middle of um, our message. And so we went for an hour and then there was a rock concert for an hour and then we were supposed to close for an hour. And it was interesting because the some of the kids stayed and listened to the music, but a lot of them wandered out and were sort of like, yeah, we've heard this kind of music. This is like very much what they always do whenever we have a youth event. But then when we would start talking, they, they came back in and they were glued to what we were saying. And this was not because we were incredible speakers. It was simply because we weren't bringing that entertainment mentality and trying to blend it with truth. We were just giving them truth. And there's a story that I've told before about R.A. Torrey in the early 1900s. He was an American evangelist who went to England and he had a very similar experience. He felt very called to lead revival meetings in London and he rented the Royal Albert Hall, which at the time was the biggest facility in London. And people told him, you know, there's no way you're going to be able to get, you know, 11 or 12,000 people here every single night for a month and that he had rented it for a month. And even Christian leaders said, you're going to have to bring in a circus act or an opera singer or something that's going to draw the crowd because Christians are not going to just come just to hear truth. Christians have this mentality that they need to be catered to and entertained and that's the only thing that's going to get them there. And he really took the approach that Christ said, if I be lifted up, I 
will draw all men to myself. And he believed that if we simply lift high the name of Jesus and we don't try to tag on worldly entertainment, it will actually have a bigger impact. And that's exactly what happened. The first night that they had the revival meeting, people were standing out in the rain waiting to get in. And it was filled to capacity night after night for over a month. And it led to an incredible revival in the city. But I want to get back to that consumer-driven mentality because I feel that as long as we have this demand that our church services and our Christian events and everything to do with Christianity has to cater to that consumer mentality, it has to entertain us, it has to please us and, and really be exactly what we're feeling like or looking for and cater to our whims, then we're going to really quell what God wants to do in purifying us and making his presence known in our midst. We have been so conditioned to seek after the latest and the greatest when it comes to everything from technology to even coffee drinks. And again, we take that idea into spiritual things. And church leaders and Christian publishers are constantly scrambling to, quote, give the customer what they want by offering new and exciting bells and whistles to keep these consumer-driven Christians interested. And throughout the years in ministry, Eric and I have seen this happen time and time again, whether it's maybe creating a Bible zine for young women, which was basically turning the word of God into a fashion magazine and adding all sorts of trendy articles on, you know, clothing and hairstyles and accessories and makeup and dating and relationships because they didn't believe that girls today would actually just sit down and read the Bible. Or maybe offering Xboxes and Sunday school classes. We've seen that done because people think that kids today can't sit through a boring Sunday school lesson. They have to have, you know, the entertainment of the world to keep them coming back. Or even producing this sort of interactive media experience in Bible studies where, you know, you have to give them some pizzazz. They have to be entertained. They have to be media-based and movie-based because attendees would really rather be at home watching reality TV than coming to a Bible study. So, you know, we have to keep them interested. The church today has a tremendous amount of pressure to compete with the culture and try to keep Christianity exciting. And I believe that instead of looking at Christian leaders with a, a wary eye and say, why are you, you know, why are you doing that? Why are you putting Xboxes in Sunday school classes and trying to turn the Bible into a fashion magazine and trying to make every Bible study a media experience? We need to start with ourselves and say, are we feeding that mentality? Are we having a consumer-driven Christian mindset where we go to church thinking, you know, are they singing the songs I want to hear? Are they preaching the message that I want to hear? Are they setting this church up the way I want it to be set up? Are they catering to my whims and my desires? It's really a matter of asking a completely different question, not am I getting what I want out of this, but is God getting glory out of this? And when we start to ask that question, everything changes. We no longer demand that entertainment and that, you know, cultural bells and whistles to keep Christianity exciting. When we as believers insist on having the bells and the whistles of our culture to feed those consumer mentalities, I believe we rob the gospel of its beautiful simplicity and we diminish the power of God. I also think it makes us very prone to deception because worldly tactics can never communicate the undiluted truth of Jesus Christ. Now, that's not to say there's anything wrong with utilizing modern technology or music or even media to help us creatively deliver truth. But we have to be so careful that we don't allow technology and artistry and worldly things to promote worldly trends or exalt a specific person instead of lifting high the name of Jesus.
I remember hearing the story of a very well-known preacher and evangelist who attended a concert, a Christian concert in the early 1980s. And as soon as the concert started, even though the group was pretty much entirely church groups and Christians that were there, and the band was supposedly a Christian band, as soon as the concert started, it was really obvious that it was nothing more than entertainment. And you really couldn't tell the difference between the style, the music, the lyrics, the smoke, the lights, um, between this Christian concert and any other hard rock concert you might go to, you know, in a secular arena. And this well-known speaker, pastor, evangelist was so grieved by what he was seeing that he started to run through the crowd and yell Ichabod, which means the glory of the Lord has departed. And I think that is so poignant to see that he was willing to, you know, risk looking like a fool to warn these Christians, you know, don't give into this consumer entertainment mentality of the world and think that this somehow gives glory to God. You know, a lot of churches and Christian organizations today assume that we as Christians are not influencing the world for Christ because we really aren't enough like the culture. So they're trying to constantly become more and more like pop culture, study the trends that are happening out there, hire marketing companies to make them as culturally relevant as possible. But I believe the world isn't rejecting Christianity because we aren't enough like the culture. Actually, I believe it's because we're too much like the culture. So often there's nothing different about our lives, nothing that really proves we found something bigger to live for than temporary pleasure, and certainly nothing that says that we found something worth dying for. When we're sheepish about what we believe and we're constantly pining after the approval of the world, trying to prove that we're in touch with the culture, and we're trendy and you know we have the same kind of entertainment as everybody else why would people want what we have when our lives are really no different from theirs we look to the exact same thing for our entertainment and pleasure and we gain our thrills from the bells and whistles of the world rather than the unchanging truth of Christ Really, it won't be ear-deafening concerts or hip coffee bars in our church lobbies or blogs that try to blend Christianity with secular ideas that are going to draw non-believers to Christ. It's not going to be entertainment and smoke and lights and believers trying to be in touch with the culture that will make Christianity truly exciting. Non-believers will only be drawn to Christ when they see something real, something powerful, and something far beyond what pop culture could ever hope to offer. R.A. Torrey really did prove Christ's words true. If I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men to myself. That's in John 12, 32. When Jesus Christ in his cross is truly lifted up and glorified among us, our numbers will increase without us needing to imitate the world in order to get them there. So when we stop being enamored by the world and we start being captivated by our king, the world will stand back in wonder. Non-believers may mock and revile us, but in the end, they will be unable to deny the power of true Christianity, and they will be forever changed by what they see in our lives. So if you've been falling for this mentality that church needs to be something that caters to you and Christian events need to entertain you, and that's the only way that you're going to stay interested in spiritual things, I would encourage you to start asking a different question. Not what am I getting out of this, but what is God getting out of this? Is he truly getting glory out of this? And not, is this entertaining? Is this exciting? Or is this interesting? When Jesus Christ is truly lifted up, there is a thrill and an excitement and a joy and a peace that is far beyond what pop culture entertainment or bells and whistles could ever offer. 
I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to go deeper into this idea of really honoring Christ and asking that question of how can I bring him glory in everything that I do, I encourage you to join us in Colorado, May 25th and 26th for our upcoming Set Apart Conference. Our theme this year is Joyful Living, how to find happiness, not in our circumstances, but in the person of Jesus Christ and our relationship with him. And so if you can't make it to Colorado, you can uh, sign up for a simulcast and you can stream the conference anytime throughout the year, but there is a deadline to register for the simulcast. So please visit setapartgirl.com and join us for this amazing life-changing weekend. And I pray that you have a blessed and Christ-centered week.